Hi, everyone, and welcome to season four, episode one of Romance in Color. I am your host, Tati Richardson, one half of the duo here at Romance in Color. And you're probably wondering, like, Tati, why are you rolling solo? What's going on, girl? Um, we're going to send much love to my podcast co-host, Shakini, as she is recovering from an injury. And so I'll be rolling solo for the first, you know, month or so of episodes of the podcast. So I hope you enjoy hearing my voice. But uh, along with my voice, you'll be hearing from numerous uh authors as well as some book talkers in a new segment that we like to call what is book talk bookstagram reading uh and so without further ado this first episode is going to be amazing we are featuring an interview with misha gladney first time indie author uh we also have a what is book talk reading uh and uh hispanic heritage uh month topic with uh the wonderful writing duo of gl tomas uh and uh we also have the funny and irreverent and prolific indie writer kenya gory bell who is going to be talking about some of her favorite picks uh on book talk and on bookstagram so you all sit back enjoy the podcast it's going to be a long and lengthy one but if you got your tea uh, your coffee, whatever you like to drink, your wine, uh, just sit back and enjoy and, and, and get into all the good stuff that we have. So uh, love you guys. And uh, here we go. Up next, we have an interview with indie author and debut author, Misha Gladney. everyone welcome to romance and color i am tati richardson one half of the duo at romance and color and i'm here with my first author interview of 20 of the uh 2022 2023 uh podcast season for season four uh author misha gladney misha how are you i'm fine i'm fine just just getting through the days the days (laughs) (laughs) getting through the days and so just a little bit about you, Misha is a uh, author, indie author, and you're from Memphis, correct? Yes, I am Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis, Tennessee. I love Memphis. So tell us a little bit about, I'm going to ask everybody the same question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. Um, so when did you first fall in love with romance books? When was the, what was the very first romance book that you uh, remember reading? Oh, it's just, it's, I would say, um, my mom was part of a book club, or she still is part of a book club, and they read all those, you know, those spicy books like Zane, Mm. Mary B. Morrison, Mm. Carl Weber, so so my mom had like this big collection of books, and like, and I wasn't supposed to, I like sneak and grab one of her books. (laughs) particularly the hardcover books because you could take the cover off of it and like Mm -hmm. take it to school and nobody would know what you're reading Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) so that was kind of like my first introduction to like romance in the book form at least Mm -hmm. um but I always love all romance movies um growing up as well 
Mm, okay, okay, cool. So let's talk about your <clears throat> foray into writing. So what made you make the transition from being just a romance fan and a romance reader to being a romance writer? Yes, yeah, so I always um, wrote a little bit here and there. Um, at first I used to just write, you know, I did a lot of journaling and poetry. Then I got into some writing. Um, and just like I said, I just revisited some books and started, as I started reading more, I found myself wanting to write stories of my own to become a romance author. Mm -hmm. um, so okay. I, I just wanted to, you know, tell a story that I don't, I didn't get a chance to read or have not come across yet. So what, what was the story that, so what is the first story that you remember of just crafting and saying, okay, this is me, this is my voice, this is something that I know I haven't seen uh, as a romance reader and writer. What is the story that you, you say you wanted to craft? Um, so I always, I'm a big fan of like YA romance, but I'm also a fan of um, a lot of uh, classic Afri African American literature, like Gloria Naylor and, mm -hmm. and um, Toni Morrison. <laughs> um, but I read when I was in college, finally reading um, Their Eyes Were Watching God um, mm -hmm. by Zora Hurston. And I wanted, and, and I felt like that was like a character, it was very character-driven and of course, you know, a unique voice, especially um, as a Black woman. So I wanted to find a way to marry romance <laughs> with, um, you know, the voice and the power um, that Black women have. Um, and and not make it as much as, um, you know, sometimes we get stories, whether it is in media or in books of um, struggle, love, or so romance heavy um, that um, you, 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 you can plug in any character mm -hmm. and it, it, the story will still make sense. So I wanted to write or stroke, or I strive to write a romance book where um, the character was at the forefront and like the romance was almost secondary, um, but it was because of that character beginning to understand and love themselves that then the romance was able to happen versus the other way around that I tend to find. So is that what kind of drew you uh, particularly to YA or New Adult? Because for those type of books, like the, the romance is sort of secondary to the character development and growth of the character. Um, is that what kind of drew you to that particular genre? Yes, because yes, because you're dealing with characters that don't particularly um, know themselves yet. And I find that interesting. Um, and it's, it's not easy to find a lot of that um, with... Um, people of color driving this space. We, we're getting more of that now, which I'm happy about. But when I was reading a lot of the books, it wasn't that unique voice there. Mm -hmm. So like years ago, they were saying that new adult was kind of a mm -hmm. dead genre, right? <clears throat> that, that people weren't inter interested in new adult. 
but you see uh the genre kind of coming back what do you think it is about new adult that's appealing and that you know particularly lends itself to telling stories that are kind of from an african-american experience Yes, with new adult, yeah, I heard that a lot and stuff too. People like, oh, this is like a, you know, uh, you know, a dead genre, or it, or has it even re really ever taken off? And it lends itself because you're not dealing with characters as young as like YA. Like there is a maturity level there, but then there's also like so much more life to go, and I. I particularly thought about myself at the age of like a new adult character, whether that's college, post-college. And I was like, um, so there's not really a lot of books <laughs> like this. And that time is very interesting. And I found that I grew the most during that time from, I would say like 22 to 20, really 27, 28. And I was like, that that's a time that I feel like um, a lot of changes and new experiences, things happen. Cause you're supposed to be an adult, but you're also, your mind is still being shaped and formed. Right. <laughs> so to deal with that and then put on top of that romance, it's like, or so many places that these type of stories can go. So right. I, yeah, I did just drew me into um, writing um, a new adult book um, because there is so many things to discover <clears throat> and talk about. Yeah, yeah. So what, as an indie writer, what kind of drew you to sort of the indie space versus say wanting to go out and query uh, in a traditional sense or or, or or pursuing publishing in a traditional sense. What about the indie say indie space kind of lends itself to you, particularly as a debut novelist? Um, why'd you rather debut as an indie versus try to do it in a traditional way? Mm, well, part of uh, the reason is like I'm a very I'm I'm a control person, I guess I could say. <laughs> Like I like everything how I want it. And then also I'm I like to say that I'm a creative and I like to do things myself. Um, but also part of that thing was the time that I have. I am a um I'm a full-time teacher. So writing is not my full-time gig. And when I was thinking about the traditional space, I, I found that it required more time and more commitment than I was able to offer at this time in my life. Um, so I went more towards indie um, just for that reason, time, the creative control, but also just being able to tell the stories that I want to tell and put out there what I want to put out there. Um, and, you know, not have to and feel like I have to be accepted or someone to say yes to me in order for my dream um right right to become to come true right um right. so that's why I leaned more and I thought a lot about it that's why I leaned more towards um indie and decided to go with that as my publishing path 
Mm. So what's, what, has, what has been some challenges uh, as an indie author that you've uh, faced? Um, anything having to do with marketing or editing or what's been the biggest challenge sort of as an indie author navigating that space? Uh, the biggest challenge has definitely been marketing. <laughs> Uh, say um yeah. yeah just trying to figure out all the different ways I'm like what is the arc what is the e-arc what is this <laughs> what is that and I'm just researching and it's like oh my gosh this is a lot of other things um marketing has definitely been a thing um I'm not able to post as much to my social media as I would like or you know I, I try and, and it's like I'm doing a lot of trying to market out myself or market the book it's just a lot of things to navigate with you know marketing internet getting into the right circles around the city things like that um so that's definitely been the challenge with being indie you don't have a machine pushing behind you yeah yep yeah, but so as an indie as an indie author, I know you said uh, getting your voice out there in the city. What's the what's the indie author space look like in in Memphis where you are now? What, what's the kind of the scene like there as far as black authors and are concerned and, and the support? What's that? What is that like in 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 uh, Memphis? Are there indie bookstores or places you can kind of lean on to kind of get the word out with your books and things like that? Yes, we have um, a couple of <laughs> Black indie bookstores. I'm so happy about it. Um, one of them is a brick and mortar. One of them is um, strictly online. And with that, it's, yes, so Memphis, the scene is growing. It's still in this growing phase. Mm-hmm. We have different collectives and like kind of starting to see an immersion of like in our district, but not just for, you know, um, of just uh, white people or an inclusionary space, but also starting collectives or you're starting to see collectives of black artists Mm -hmm. um, starting to come up and create a space um, for ourselves. So that's been very um, exciting. Mm. Um, to see but it's definitely growing um yeah and I, I can only imagine how much further we can grow yeah so I know writing can be really lonely can be really solitary space mm-hmm. even for like an indie author so have you how have you uh formed community or, or reached out to uh form community around those who write or those who are indie writers how have you kind of reached out and form community if you do have community what do they can what does it look like what does it consist of um I find myself being mostly in community with other readers um Mm -hmm. because um those are the people that's going to you know do that has done beta reading for me Mm -hmm. or arc reading for me um and also I like to keep up on my reading and stuff too and then naturally then like that goes into talking about writing and different authors. So I'm, I've, I've been joining and talking to other readers in that type of space, um, but mostly when it comes to uh, writing, I found a very small community and it's actually through um, the Black Indie Bookstore that I was mm-hmm. telling you about this um, 
book and mortar or brick and mortar where it's a group of us writers that get together every now and then okay talk about what we're working on so I'm in a group of readers and I'm in a group of writers and just trying to stay connected (laughs) how do readers help inform uh your writing or 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 do you just kind of like okay readers are going to stay readers I'm going to write what I want to write and if they like it they like it but how do you kind of balance that with you know okay what are readers looking for yeah so definitely like with like book clubs and things like that we discuss some things about books but also I I try to in the book club now I'm currently in I bring like the writer's perspective of things and also just kind of interested to see like okay what books are trending that we probably that we're reading or is on our to be read and then like with some things going on and I'm like okay I know what I want to write but I'm also I go against the curve a lot I'm like uh yeah I haven't seen this trope like in the past couple of books <laughs> that I read wow. and I know it's I know if I write a book like that it'll it'll do well because it seems like everybody's writing a book like that but let me try this out <laughs> yeah so um it's it's giving me insight on like things like what's trending or what seems to be um yeah a trend that's going on at the time and I guess kind of helping me stay current not too far behind (laughs) what you talked about tropes so what are some tropes that you feel like don't lend well to your voice or don't lend well to like the YA new adult space that you want to kind of carve for yourself Mm -hmm. So the trope with, um, I don't know, there's just certain tropes that I do not particularly care for, but they seem popular. <laughs> like um, the one, the trope that I'm more like, I'm definitely, well, I'm not going to say definitely never, ever, but <laughs> the one that I don't like reading the most, would, I would say be Grumpy Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> it's kind of like because oh. like to me especially um especially as you're thinking about new adult and young adult um that trope can kind of lends itself to be uh at times like some like one person is taking advantage of the other person mm-hmm. and but they still end up falling in love or one person can be really mean mm-hmm. and for some reason you still love the guy and I don't I don't, don't want to promote <laughs> yeah and, and <laughs> or the girl can be very mean and it's like and I don't want to promote that because I definitely have dealt with that and have seen friends deal with that right and it has it it's not romantic <laughs> in real life Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can tend to see if it's like if it's the older uh if it's adult romance okay right. y'all establish you understand who you are as a person opposite attracts yay but as a <laughs> young person or a new adult um coming up and figuring out who they are um that would be a trope that I would not particularly touch so you just don't want to give young folks the impression that you got to take abuse and it, it is okay <laughs> it's okay and love will come out in the end you know somebody exactly. being verbally abusive to you yeah. yes yes very very much so 
And I'm yeah. like, yeah, the only way that works is like, it, no, it doesn't work. It, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> I, I, try, I tried, but, you know, it's like, no. And I, I also, um, I also want to, you know, just see and kind of bring back some of the stories of the shows and stuff I watched. So I didn't watch or I read romance books growing up, the ones that I sneaked and watched, the little erotica and stuff. Mm -hmm. But most of my influence actually comes from my uh, like 90s Black shows and uh, movies. And I like it. And I like those stories kind of made me feel good. Like, so... I don't see grumpy sunshine working unless both of y'all are grumpy like Max and Cal from Living Single. <laughs> no, there's, there, have been some, there have been some movies that had grumpy sunshine. Yeah, like, yeah but they both, they, they both had their grumpy moments and it matched. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Like I, The one that comes to mind for me, I think is like Deliver Us from Eva. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Gabrielle Union was very, very grumpy. Yeah, and uh, you know, had her own kind of grump situation going on, but LL was able to kind of you know pierce through her kind of grumpiness mm-hmm. <laughs> after a while. So I think that's one that works. But 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 because it's a retelling of Taming of the Shrew, which is the ultimate kind of grumpy sunshine type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of lends itself to work. So you say you like '90s and and '90s uh uh movies and and music and R and B. I saw that on your uh your bio I do too so so um well first of all how old are you for for one oh uh, I'm 29 see baby girl what you know about that because I'm 43 <laughs> <laughs> I lived it I lived the 90s like I I, yeah. I was in the 90s I was a teenager young adult new <laughs> adult uh in the 90s so I definitely know what's up but it, it is nostalgic it does lend yeah. some to nostalgia and, and some and some good thing so what so what is it about the 90s that you love so much that it's like like oh you wish you could go back to that era and and live out your 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 teen tween years (laughs) like 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 what my five-year-old seven-year-old self (laughs) right your five seven-year-old self (laughs) um yeah so um I think I think part of it is because my mom and like you know my mom, she uh, she had me when she was pretty young. So it was like, in a sense, I was growing up alongside her. Mm-hmm. And like, she kept playing the same movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> the same music. So it was like, it, it just came out to me. Yeah. <laughs> or it's something that we're going to continue to play because this is some good music. Yeah, so it basically, uh, the 90s basically helped raise you. <laughs> yeah pretty <laughs> pretty much pretty much so um yeah so sometimes it's hard when I think about how old I am like people are like what and I'm like it's hard to explain <laughs> but I think um what I loved about it so much um, also just around that time it was it was the renaissance of you know black everything it was a renaissance yeah. of black media black mm-hmm. literature um black music mm-hmm. um and and 
which I feel like a lot of people keep bringing back up. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's where you got so many good and unique stories like the the birth of the hood movie, the birth mm-hmm. of the funny hood movie, mm-hmm. the birth of like the everyday black love hood movie right 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 in the music the r&b hip-hop rap and things like that i feel i think it i like the feeling of it and how it unite it united or it makes me think about my family Mm. yeah and it makes me feel it makes me think about you know those times gathering it you know cousin house listening to music gathering mm-hmm. in my mama house and we're watching movies and, and stuff like that and I'm like I don't I don't know what's going on in love and basketball but it seems fun <laughs> <laughs> so, but, you want, so you want to bring that sort of 90s nostalgia that back back to as part of your world building like when you're writing yes mm-hmm. most definitely yeah. Um, cause, cause I feel like, I feel like, um, a lot of that we're looking back on it, you know, it's just nostalgia. It feels good, but at the same time, um, you know, we, we should take that and like create something new and continue to build upon, um, what has been started. So even me, um, I would say the character in my book, She's very much so like me as far as she loves the nineties, everything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And let's talk. Let's, yeah, let's talk yeah, about your debut. Yeah, uh, play another love song. Let's give us sort of a synopsis about what it's about as a, as a new adult uh, a novel, um, and what kind of inspired you to write this story. Um. So what inspired me to write this story was at first it was going to be a young adult book. Mm-hmm. but then I said no I want my I want my characters to do a little bit of adult things <laughs> so I had to age them up to you know um post-college uh college grads um so it's just all about this it's just a book of self-love and self-discovery you have the main character Danielle who she is very much doesn't know who she is as far as like she doesn't know her worth or the power that she has and what she's truly capable of um and she lets a couple of people in her two best friends in the book but that's just about it so it's all about okay now that you are in an adult quote-unquote figuring out who you are and at the same time navigating those like things like job mm-hmm. romance mm-hmm. friendships bouncing all those things out but at the same time trying to figure out who you are as a person um I felt like with this character um Danielle she's pretty much she's kind of a skewed um version of who I was at 22 23 years old Mm. um so it was kind of like writing 
a book that I could relate to. And at the time, my younger, one of my younger sisters just graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also was writing a book like, you know, for her as well, um, because some of Danielle's um, career um, choices are inspired by my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, they just graduated so yeah I was just just want to write a book for my younger self and then also people or people just graduating college just trying to figure it all out <laughs> mm-hmm. and although you say romance is essential to the plot what what is a central kind of romantic trope that kind of plays throughout the book that you know Danielle has to kind of struggle and go through Um, I would say, yeah, it will be, it's just, it's the friends to lovers, but it's like a resistant friends to lovers. Like, you got it. Uh, <laughs> don't want to do that. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is looking kind of cute. It was, it's <laughs> one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. And so how has publishing your first book sort of changed your perspective on publishing I know you you kind of documented it all on your YouTube channel um but what have you learned and what have you learned by publishing your first uh book about the publishing process and were there some things that you would want to do over again or, or change the next time around yeah I think I just would want to like really think through and out marketing Mm -hmm. (laughs) um especially like getting that ahead of time um what I wish I knew was the time that it took truly Mm -hmm. the time that it took um yeah so some time considerations to be made especially um as I'm thinking about um the sequel considering time mm-hmm. and now knowing okay maybe you know this platform is best to post on at this mm-hmm. time and you know connect and, and of course continuing to make connections mm-hmm. um definitely um some things that uh, that's that's a lot to consider when it comes to um indie publishing yes so then you said time considerations and you were an educator. Mm-hmm. How do you balance your time and, and get through like the writing block and balance your time and your schedule uh, with your obligations as a teacher or educator? Um, and, you know, we we're coming out of a pandemic and oh. all this stuff. Like, how are you able to do all of this and, and still, you know, find the time to write? What, what is a typical schedule, you know, writing schedule look like for you? Um, so I do a lot of plotting, like I plot so much, (laughs) you would think that like, why didn't you just, just go ahead and write the book? (laughs) I have my, I'm like, okay, I got to do my character profiles. I've done, I do a lot of this stuff long before I even start writing character profiles, short outline, long outline. Mm-hmm. dialogue pieces here and there 
And also, so, so then because my time is precious and I, and this book I actually wrote during um, NaNoWriMo in okay. last year. So I wanted to, I wanted to essentially this time, like set myself up to succeed um, because before this, um, I didn't write anything for six years. Wow. <laughs> because I was so consumed with teaching like I I haven't wrote written a poem or anything mm. in six years so I was so when it was time for me to when I really thought and sat down about this I was like okay what can I do to make sure that I follow through this mm. time and like just being very planned out and then sticking to my times um all during the month of November like literally coming home and having like a strict routine in a my stuff my phone on airplane mode do not disturb yeah <laughs> for those times like telling my family hey don't text me I'm writing um that really helped me and after that most of the stuff like with editing and stuff I kind of figure out the tricks and stuff around it now because I, I, I spent a lot of time researching and figuring things out. But now I do have a core group of people that I have for these certain things. Mm -hmm. So it won't take as long. Right. <laughs> um, so that's, I'm happy about that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely hard um, mm -hmm. finding the time, but doing something as crazy or as rushed or some people say is NaNoWriMo actually helped me because I had a concrete goal of what I wanted to do mm -hmm. and so, so the structure of NaNoWriMo finally kind of gave you the impetus to sort of push yourself to to finish did were you able to finish the entire novel during or the first draft of it during NaNoWriMo or did you take some time some more time after that I only spent like two extra days this oh it. wow okay. yeah but so the majority of it was written in November um what was advantageous about that time too is we get a Thanksgiving break in November that's like a whole week mm -hmm. <laughs> so that definitely helped because then I was like really nobody talked to me because I'm writing all the words <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um but yes it was mainly written in november <laughs> okay. okay and so you say you have a group of folks now that you kind of rely on so do you do beta readers and then they help you edit and then you kind of send it off to another editor or you just rely solely on the beta readers to help you to sort of and critique partners to sort of get through the edits yeah i do uh yeah i do um beta readers for my um uh, developmental edits what's working as far as like what's happening with the characters what's not working is it was a very streamlined process of questionnaires every couple of chapters like huh did you like this part or what do you think about this or duh, duh, duh. and then um yeah then I have an editor for you know um what is like copy edits like grammar and punctuation and sentence structure and all that because even though I'm a teacher I cannot read my own writing 
Right. <laughs> I can correct everybody else writing, especially I'm a um, I'm a reading teacher. Okay. Yeah, I can correct everyone else's writing, but I'm blind to my own. So definitely, after I take the um, the edits and the feedback from the beta readers, um, then I work on that update and then send it off to an editor um, after that. So what were some of like the hardest, you don't have to give away the plot of the book or anything, but what were some of the hardest scenes for you to write and kind of get through? And you were like, yo, that took a lot. That took a lot out of me to like write that scene or, or, or get through that. Yeah. Um, with this book, it does deal with mental health and parental trauma. Mm-hmm. And it was hard for me to write those scenes and the biggest scene um, dealing with um, mental health and the parental trauma um, because that that's the that was the way for me to separate myself from my character because mm-hmm. she was so much like me and my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I wanted to put in an element that I wanted to think about, like, what would I think if I had a parent like this? And mm-hmm. that was so hard for me because I was like, I love my mom. Right. <laughs> so like writing that part, it was definitely hard and like, something like pause and like, okay. Mm. So that was a scene that yeah that's um one of the parts or elements of the book that it was hard for me to write because because I sometimes you know people will take for granted like their parents Mm -hmm. and like for my for my character to have a parent like the one that she has in the book I was like man I was like I love you mom (laughs) (laughs) it's like yes um but yeah but I was I was and I only touched the scene again like one more time Mm -hmm. um because yeah my uh my mom told me to revisit it Mm -hmm. (laughs) my mom was like you know you can put some more into it and I'm like Okay, mom. Because <laughs> my mom was one of my beta readers, by the way. Okay. <laughs> and she's definitely a reader. And yeah, she was like, you can push harder and just think about what if this and what if that. I was like, okay. So has your family just been generally supportive of your of your writing career and 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 what you write? Or are they kind of like, oh, don't write about that. I don't want to read that, you know? <laughs> yeah, so my immediate family, uh, definitely, they're always supportive. Um, I have, it's me, uh, my mom, and um, my two sisters. Mm-hmm. We're very close-knit, have Sunday dinner. <laughs> Sunday dinner every Sunday. Um, so they're very supportive and being happy about it. Even my, even one of my sisters who she doesn't, she doesn't read a lot at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, 
I'm buying your book because even though I'm probably not going to read it right now, I'm reading bits and pieces because I don't like to read, but I, I bought it. Maybe <laughs> 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 you can turn her into a reader. Like with yes. you can turn her into a reader. Exactly. I'm like, you need to read, huh? But right. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have your sister being a reading teacher and you're not reading now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe me look at it. <laughs> So you, uh, so I mentioned your YouTube before um, briefly. So tell us more about that and how that's been kind of helpful to you as far as your kind of debut author journey is concerned. And so I just wanted to, I mean, I've had the channel for a while. There's some videos, private and everything. Not going to go into that. But <laughs> I just wanted to document everything. So then I'm able to look back to see where I came from. Um, I think my first um, video for this time around was October talking about what to do to prep for NaNoWriMo. And I'm like, this is some useful information. I need to watch this video again. So mm -hmm. I like to rewatch the videos myself. And it's just, it just fun, like actually getting to look back and be like, huh. I don't even think that me then knew that I was actually going to end up following through. Mm -hmm. But also the channel, it does help keep me accountable because I didn't put out to here and I'm writing and publishing. Right. So it needs to be something that's out. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it's been fun making videos whenever I can. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to play a quick like speed round of this or that uh, it's like a rapid fire question like behind the actor studio type questions uh -huh. uh, so i'm gonna ask you just you should say the first thing that comes to your mind oh, um, your favorite book as a kid um, favorite um with those bluefer series books <laughs> which series the bluefer series Bluefoot series okay I, I don't know those but okay <laughs> oh lord I, I was like oh lord like <laughs> um like blood is thicker than water okay yes blood is thicker than water okay all right um do you like to write heroes or villains villains oh okay um love scenes or dramatic arguments i know you don't have to have, probably have a lot of love scenes in your books but man dramatic arguments okay <laughs> <laughs> um your favorite place to write on the couch in the living room uh book reviews do you read them or you don't read them i read them really what do you get from them um I don't know. I always love, I always like feedback and like I get feedback all the time as a teacher. So I'm always like, ooh, yeah. Mm, I, I this, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm like, I'm very, I'm I'm very self-aware. I'm like, yeah, that part could have been better too, girl. I agree. All right, cool. <laughs> and then I just <laughs> keep it pushing. <laughs> the last romance novel that you read. Finding Jupiter. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, Memphis. Yeah. Memphis. Memphis, Memphis. That was a good one. That was a good one. She, and she's so sweet. Um, mm -hmm. um, shout out to her. She's so, so sweet. 
Like, why is her name escaping me? Lord have mercy. But uh, <laughs> Khalees, Khalees, Khalees Rowe, Khalees Rowe. Okay, Thank you, Khalees. Book was excellent. Excellent. I don't know why I'm, I'm terrible with names. I can tell you the plot of the book all day, but I'm terrible <laughs> with names. <laughs> Somebody gonna do that to me too one day. Um, music. Do you write with music? Does it help you write? Yes, it really does. What do you play when you write? I play a lot of R and B instrumentals. Mm-hmm. But if I'm like, if I'm writing, um, if I really, really need to crank some words out, like really quick, I'll just play some chill, lo-fi music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there a book that you wish you would have written? Ooh. Mm. Oh, that is a hard one. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Um, insert Jeopardy music. Um, <laughs> we can come back to that one. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. What's the, your favorite word to use in your writing? Like you use it a lot. Oh my gosh. So, so, <laughs> so, so, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm doing it. <laughs> so, I know you say you love movies. So, if a, your book became a movie, who would you want to play the lead? Um, Dominique Fishback. Mm, she's excellent. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yeah, she was, she was, yeah, I have, I have my whole, I have my whole character profiles. I have them casted already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, Dominique Fishback is definitely the look and some of the attitude of her and some mm-hmm. of her other work. Um, um, what does like literary success look like to you? Having my book connect to at least one other person. Mm-hmm. I feel like then I did something. Right. Right. And when it's all said and done, when you've written like a million books, <laughs> a million YA new adult books, and you bigger than Colleen Hoover, uh, what do you want readers to say about the books that you write? That they were authentic. Mm-hmm. and unapologetic mm. that's good unapologetic yeah mm-hmm. um and so where can people find you on social media and um where can we purchase your book and what's next what's next for you okay so you can find me i have my website mishagladney.com also on Instagram at Misha's underscore lullaby. I like to make reels and, <laughs> post, and repost funny stuff. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not all related to writing, but interesting. <laughs> um, and also on YouTube at Misha Lullaby, where I document my writing journey. Um, you can purchase my book on Amazon. It's on it's an ebook format on Kindle Unlimited and also paperback. 
Mm, okay. Well, thank you so much, Misha, for joining us on here on Romance and Color. It's been an awesome, awesome time talking to you, and I wish you absolute and much success in the future. All right, thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Up next, we have a What is Book Talk reading segment with the writing duo Sisters Afro-Cubana representing uh, G.L. Tomas. Hi, everyone, and welcome to our segment that I like to call What is Book Talk Reading? And I am here with an amazing duo of writers, uh, G.L. Tomas. Uh, they are a pair of writing sisters who write romance, and they are the authors of many USA Today's best-selling books. One of which is my favorite is The Love Bet. So these Afro-Cubana sisters are welcoming us into uh, Hispanic Heritage Month with what book talk is reading so hello ladies how are you hi tatiana and all of her fans fans <laughs> i don't know about that i don't know about that but thank you all so much for coming on so to get let people get uh familiar with you all uh, tell them tell us about yourselves and what you write and and all that good stuff okay so we're jill tomas um two parts we're twin authors um I'm Libertad and I'm gonna be here. Uh and you know we write contemporary romance, we write erotic romance, and we write fantasy romance. Um we used to write YA romance, but you know, that was a lifetime ago. Um but yeah, you know, we're um authors who write uh typically black heroines it's going to be really hard to get me out of that because I want to be represented but that is a majority of what we write um of course yeah. black heroines mm -hmm. um especially throughout the diaspora because I really like learning about cultures outside of my own mm -hmm. um and you know like you know we're we're on book talk and we're always recommending books um we're trying to expand right now and recommend like like you know outside of the genre that we write so you know that's something to look forward to we're, we're going to be recommending like you know like latin um latine romances like more black love romances um pretty soon so yeah that's that's us in a in a one minute spiel and quickly how did you guys get started writing romance wow crappy love lives um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, um, down the, just down the camp yeah. <laughs> mm, I get it I get it <laughs> yeah like I mean we we posed our first romance the same year me and my sister broke up with our long-term boyfriends wow yeah wow. so um I was like I'm I'm tired of dealing I just want to write fantasy men I just that's remember like your like post about like how these single women how we're supposed to go about finding men right no, right no we don't, we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to <laughs> y'all gotta get out this house i'm telling you i know house, the house is so comfy <laughs> the house is my savior i, I don't know how to do it <laughs> yeah, i hear you hey like like somebody said it's too peoplely out there so they, they didn't want to go out they don't want to go out the house yeah, uh, yeah. 
So, so tell us, and 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 for those not familiar with book talk and Black book talk, um, as writers and readers, how important has it been, like, for you all to like engage with readers and finding other writers on on on, on book talk, the segment of TikTok that we call book talk. Um, so I'll be honest and say that um, you know, we've been writing for years and we're pretty isolated, I'd say. Book talk and TikTok is what made us like a little bit more open to being like, you know, um, like in to be in, you know, conversations with other authors and mm-hmm. readers and things like that. Cause we didn't really um put a big effort in that before we got on TikTok. Okay. Um, so it's, I feel like it's been like extremely like um, fulfilling being on TikTok and uh, it actually kind of like um, reminds us of what it was like to be a book blogger forever ago. Yes, so yes. So it does kind of like give me that same kind of fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to like wreck books to people, particularly like inclusive books. Um, yeah. Uh, but like doing it in a way where people ain't all in my business. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, it, I feel like TikTok has been amazing in terms of like really connecting with like other Black authors and mm-hmm. um, a lot of Black readers too. Yeah. Like, you know, um, like I don't think that we would, you know, have the amount of followers we have if um, it wasn't like, if we weren't trying to tap into what black readers are reading exactly exactly yeah exactly. yeah and and i think people would be surprised how many black readers and this intersection of the diaspora coming together on tiktok and 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 sharing books and sharing ideas and having this like beautiful cultural exchange through books yeah um i think people would be surprised at how powerful book talk is um yeah so that being said let's talk about what you all are reading that you can recommend uh to the audience and 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 what's hot in the streets for you all wow uh, as far as book talk is concerned okay so So, one of her is going first i'm going first okay so i just started reading and i told you i was reading like multiple books but this was one i really wanted to highlight all I've Wanted, All I've Needed by A.E. Valdez. Mm, um, she's mm. actually um, African-American, but her husband is um, a Black Latino. Okay. Um, and her hero in this book is a Black Dominican guy. And mm. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome because I don't really feel um, like Black Latino men um, are as visible as black latina women in romance right right um, right so uh i once i found that out um i was all actually gonna read her books anyway but when i found that i was like oh that's like my a gateway to get in there because i i like to see like black latino men represented mm-hmm. um yeah. uh so i just started reading that and it's it's so fun it's so angsty and it's uh fluffy at the same time it's mm-hmm. just slow burn friends of lovers um new adult romance like what I what I feel like really made me start reading books in the first place I started with new adult when I started reading okay yeah that's that's my rec okay so so this is Libertad um I'm actually reading a book by Christina C. Jones this is not like a Latine recommendation or anything like that but Mm -hmm. um there's this book I started reading called Intendum by Christina C. Jones Mm. And uh, it's, I love um, 
like the female heroine. It's a Friends of Lovers book. And I'm not the hugest, hugest fan of Friends of Lovers. It's especially when they're like childhood friends and they've been in love with each other like forever. <laughs> I cannot stand that trope. Um, <laughs> but this one I really especially liked because the heroine has vitiligo. Oh, okay. And it's like, it's, it's like the way she um deals with it and the way people treat her. And like, it's, it's, I, that's not something I struggle with. You know what I mean? Um, right. I, I don't want to say struggle with, but it's not something I experience. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see how she navigates the world and how men treat her, mm -hmm. um, you know, and how her hero is like really sweet and like, it's like, he's, uh, he is fine. Um, he's like book bay for real. Um, but it's just like um and they're from like this small town and they have all these interesting um like uh they have these interesting lives and stuff like that and it's 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 one of the these romances where it's like you see you get to see black people sort of like you know being extra black and being like you know being outside of like the scope of how people want to see black people mm, you mm. know what I mean yeah um, yeah yeah and it's just, uh, it's, I, I, I'm not a friends of the lovers hoe, but this is making me one. <laughs> like, this is really making me one. <laughs> and then, then me and my sister are both kind of like, I wouldn't say beta reading. We're just more like, you know, we're reading for um, an author named Jen Trin. Okay. Jen is um, the homie. Yo, yeah, yeah, Jenna is the homie. Jenna's the yeah, homie. Jenna's the homie, yeah. Um, uh, um, she has like this, like kind of like this celebrity romance, and it's it's dope. Like, I mean, I I've read and loved her other books, um, mm -hmm. especially her first one. So it's like I I like that she's um I I don't really go out my way to read East Asian heroine narratives. Right. Um, I kind of prefer South Asian female narratives. Um but I always feel like I learned something new from Jen's books. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's like, that's- Especially because she's like um, someone who has a, a experience that like, it's a very diasporic experience because she's like a Chin Chinese Cambodian person. Right, right, um, right. And that's like, it's not a very common narrative to talk about because usually people don't really talk about, uh, you know- Cambodia, yeah. Yeah um so it, I feel like uh, she has a alternative female main character which it, we were corny when we were growing up so like I really relate to that yeah um we were like weird black girls growing up so I really I, I think I think any of us who are in on book talk were weird black girls it's all yeah, right. Right? like you know I'm saying it wasn't, me too it wasn't me nobody too. hollering right right me too yeah, yeah. <laughs> um uh, so like I, I do always like relate to narratives of women um, who I I would say like are alternative yeah 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 people who would be considered weird growing up and yeah. she always makes hot Asian guys I'm not even gonna lie like she does I yeah. love that she reps like Asian Asian couples because yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, even get know. that you know what I mean yeah. like sometimes like, I mean she, I think she does have an interracial but does. but yeah but most of her male protagonists are asian men which i really really appreciate you know yeah yeah um, yeah so it's like this this book is you know that that pairing it's you know an east asian woman with an east asian guy mm -hmm. and you know it's um 
like a celebrity romance. I love me a celebrity romance. So, um, you know, I, I, I think she's trying to, um, she's trying to sell it, but I hope she self-publishes it just to have it out there. Cause it's, yeah. it's, it's pretty dope. Yeah. 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 Well, we hope, I hope we can get that on the shelf soon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. yeah yeah so what else would you like to recommend particularly for uh hispanic heritage month uh what about one of your books you would like to recommend hmm. wow uh it's like i want to recommend our, our best-selling book because this mm-hmm. i mean this book we don't have to do nothing and it's just like everybody just eats it up especially because on tiktok Y'all like to say that y'all can't stand secret baby. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Everybody knows I don't do secret baby. Everybody but knows I that. I mean, I'm telling you, we don't have to, we don't have to do anything. And this book just sells. Right. Um, be, and, 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 and people love it. Like uh-huh. either, either they love it or hate it. Now I'll say that um, the heroine is not Latina, but she is Hispanic. Okay. Um, you know, and because she's um, her, her family is from Equatorial Guinea, which is in Central Africa. In Central Africa, and yes. you know they they were colonized by Spain. So yeah, Spanish speaking, correct. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's a secret baby romance. Um, and the girl is heavily melanated. Yeah, she's. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, she is like um, beautiful, dark skinned heroine, mm-hmm. um, who's gentle and kind, and you know she's just, a little bit of kinky too. Yeah, and kinky and kinky yeah i probably should start with that because um maybe maybe someone might not want to read her kinky book yeah um but um you know it's it's called meant for you um and you know it's a it's a if you if you like secret baby and i'm i'm assuming that a lot of people do because it's our best-selling book mm-hmm. um they're, they're like quiet secret baby fans yes <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't like Secret Baby. I'll be seeing your videos where you be like, Mm-mm, can't do it. <laughs> can't do it. Because the first thing I'm like, is girl going around like to the clinic. See, that's how I feel about Mafia. I cannot oh, okay. And yeah. I And I don't like, um, I'm not the biggest fan of, gosh, everybody loves this trope. You know what? I ain't even going to say it because everybody loves this. They love it. So, but I, I can't stand Mafia. But Meant for You by, you know, Gio Tomas is our best-selling book. I always feel like that's like the gateway to our writing for a lot of people. Okay. Like whenever we do a poll with our mailing list, we're always, we always ask them, well, what was the first book that you started with? Mm-hmm. And it's always meant for you. Mm-hmm. See, I read The Love Bed first. Okay, so that's I, good. I can't, it wasn't, you know, because I ain't gonna read no secret baby. I know you <laughs> but i'm like you know what i don't like mafia so it's like i i, I gotta respect that everybody don't like everything you right, know what right. i mean um and look that is more like kind of like rom um, right right you know and met for you is not rom commy right um, it is more like a i don't want to say darker romance but it's just more serious in tone yeah yeah um uh, and to be honest, I mean, the love bit is a good wreck because it that that her that character kind of mirrors my experience like more than this character does because it's mm-hmm. like you know um, because of my Spanish name like that that exchange there's this exchange between the hero and the heroine in the first chapter mm-hmm. where he kind of like questions what she is because he's like well you look black 
but you have this Spanish name. Right. And right. I get this, and I get that all the time. Can't relate. <laughs> yeah, my sister has, her name is Guinevere. White people love her name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no one loves my name. No one loves it because they can't say it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, um, you know, um, I think, like, the, that character, like, kind of mirrors, like, my experience kind of being a Black Latina mm-hmm. um, and what I go through. When I, I have such bad anxiety introducing myself. Mm. um because mm. i i i hate people giving me that double take like why do you have that name mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah but um you know the love it is a good it is a good it's especially because it's an audio too and it's like the narratives are great they're yeah. fantastic um but yeah i'll say the love bit and meant for you are good you know latine and hispanic, and hispanic um romance rex if okay. y'all want to start if y'all want to start with that Okay. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. So thank you ladies both for coming on to our segment, which was called entitled, well, I'm I'm calling it uh, what book talk is reading, but these two ladies are not just book talkers. They are uh, authors and prolific authors in their own right. So I want to say thank you so much for coming on to Romance and Color and tell the people where they can find you on social media. And and what's your next book that you have coming out, by the way? Wow. <laughs> um, so our next book, um, well, we have two books coming out under different pen. One is a, under a different pen name. We have a fantasy romance coming out under the name Siren Crow. Um, and nice. it's basically like an elven romance. It's like elves. Yeah, I because I love elves. I just I'm a hoe for an elf. Um <laughs> But, um, and then we, our next contemporary romance is called Click to Subscribe. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love the cover of that book. Oh, my God. um, She's actually cousin to the main character in The Love Bet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the heroine in The Love Bet, they're cousins. Nice. Um, So that's our our next contemporary romance coming out. Um, It's supposed to be coming out in January, but. It could be sooner. Yeah, it could be sooner. Um, Okay. Okay. But, and where can the folks find you on social media? Okay, so TikTok, we are under Gio Tomas Writes. Um, that is, I don't know how to spell. <laughs> um, that's G-L-T-O-M-A-S Writes. Yes. And um, under Instagram, we're under um, Rebellious Cupid. Those are like our main socials. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't deal with anything else. So it's IG and that's rebellious Cupid and TikTok. Okay. That's right. All right. Well, thank you both so much for coming on. It's thank been so having. wonderful. It's been a pleasure and I wish you guys much success. Up next a little what is book talk reading segment slash interview with the one the only Kenya Gory Bell hey everyone and welcome to the podcast I am here with author extraordinaire the one the only Kenya Gory Bell um we are here to talk about books and book recommendations but before we get started with that I want to say, hi, Kenya, how are you? 
Hi, Tati. I am good. How are you? I am wonderful. And not only is Kenya a book enthusiast, she is an awesome writer in her own right. She has a ton of books. She has Rapper's Delight, Lotus Flower Bomb, California Love, The Chronic. We go on and on and on. Uh, but about her, her prolific writing. But, you know, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But Tell the people a little bit about yourself and how you got started and and all that good stuff with writing and and, and getting into romance writing. Um, I'm Kenya Gory Bell. I write uh, Black, multicultural, and uh, contemporary romance. And I also write historical romance. And um, next year, I will will be releasing some sci-fi under a super secret pen name that I'm not telling Mm. y'all. I have always been a writer. I've uh, I wrote a little mini book when I was little, mm-hmm. uh, and I um, went the whole gamut from writing poetry, being a playwright. Um, I realized very early I did not like uh, literary um, writing or uh, contemporary literature because uh, it was so uh, depressing, and I've. Uh, got my first Joanna Lindsay book when I was 12 at a church retreat. And that started me on the journey of loving romance. And I have um, published first in 2017. And that was a historical romance called Adored um, that nobody read. <laughs> and and then, uh, and it was like, I would say it's critically acclaimed However, nobody read it. And uh, that's also a Black historical romance set in Morocco. And um, I've just always loved to write. And um, I have just um, never wanted to do anything else. So that is, um, that's my little story in a nutshell. And I just love books and love talking about books with other authors. So thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Hopefully, don't, I know you said you, you, you've written a lot. You, you're going to have some sci-fi under a pen name. But can we talk about this dark romance you're working on? Because the girl, yes. is, the book talk girlies love some dark romance. So tell, yes. tell the people about, a little bit about the dark romance you're working on. Because I see you working on it and yes. here and there and everywhere. So, Okay, so, uh, yeah, you're going to see me because I'm... My second profession, other than being a writer, is being a hustler. So I am going to sell you some books, (laughs) okay? I'm going to sell mine. I'm going to sell yours, everybody. So I'm a hustler, baby. Um, But um, the book is called Bad Guy. It's uh, book one in the Blood Legacy series. And if you read Lotus Flower Bomb, uh, Akira almost loses his company because somebody tried to take it over and that villain from that story is also the villain of this story but he's the hero in this story and his name is Kiyoshi Takata and he is Akiro's cousin they look very much alike because their daddies were twins and um he is an unapologetic um villain he is an unaliver. <laughs> he is ruthless, mean, cruel, and he's over the top. And he's come to town with the ultimate goal of eventually getting resting control back from, from uh, of the whole Takeda um, conglomerate from his cousin, 
but right now he has to cool his his uh heels in lower alabama where he meets um our four-star michelin chef cry and um they it is very tumultuous very filthy and uh but we can handle it i wanted to show that we have a lot of books in the dark romance fear but we don't have a lot of books with black heroines in this um in this genre right and i wanted to show that we can take this kind of story and we can turn it on its head and make it fabulous and make it palatable for us so yeah because I, I never heard of a, a mafia boss hiding out in alabama so that's gonna be <laughs> but he's not a mafia boss but he is uh, it's not a dark mafia romance it's just a dark romance but he is a billionaire and uh-huh. uh, we got some billionaires down here you know the um i mean i know that i know that what i'm saying you say he hiding down in alabama i'm like oh okay <laughs> but he was sent here to run a, a computer chip plant he's mm-hmm. running a computer chip plant because we got a lot of chip plants here in huntsville so he running the computer chip plant but it's not in huntsville but um and he is just <laughs> look romance reasons <laughs> romance reason right you know i gotta put the book down you know i i i i am like this we always hear about new york we always hear about la we always hear about dallas and atlanta and miami there are more places we can set books in that's other true. than those places. that's true you, you're not lying you're right you're right we can, we can we need to start setting our romances in small towns and other places and even even mid-sized cities you know they don't have yeah. to be a small town just a mid-sized city so you're right my bad that was shady i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna come to alabama and get some look it's it's a lot of shenanigans going on down here that's all i got to say <laughs> That's true. That's true. I have I've been to Alabama plenty of times. It is a lot of shenanigans going. <laughs> so, so first of all, Kenya is is if you follow her on social media, she is amazing on social media. She does a lot of interviews with a lot of her book friends and stuff like that, like Naima Simone and stuff. So I brought her on because it was her and Naima Simone who had me reading this crazy book. <laughs> about diesel danger oh my god you're right. <laughs> so i said come on this come on here and give us your book book talk bookstagram uh pics for the girls who who love the 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 type of uh daddy dom uh let me romance. tell you so. so you had me hooked I, I finished that book in like a day and i was up late at night and stuff knowing i had to work the next day and i was like why am i up 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 reading this cap was it captivated by danger captivated by danger i said i let listen i've seen I've, i know india carter i know her work well but this is not one of the books of hers i've read i, I think i read something a little, a little i think i read like a small town romance or something about her mm-hmm. but this is i have not read this this series about the danger brothers so when when y'all were talking about it today and i was on uh, instagram i said hold up now I said, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta check this out. So I went and downloaded the book and then I started reading the first few chapters. I said, what the hell am I reading? So tell, 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 tell the, um, the listeners why you, why you picked that. I know that's going to be one of the books you recommend to read. You better, but it's on the top, it's on the top, top, top of my list. (laughs) 
because Miss India Carter, let me tell you, um, is has genius level writing. She's good. She is it good. is not only just you know t- titillating. Mm-hmm. She has a great plot. Mm-hmm. She has she know how to do the HEA. She know mm-hmm. how to make it make sense. Mm-hmm. And I was minding my own black girl business, just <laughs> strolling through. Nobody told me about this. I was just uh, browsing through um, uh, Kindle Unlimited. And I saw this book and it had like 589 five stars. Mm. And I was like, ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way. Ain't no, I got, look, I, I love, I pride myself on getting four and five stars. Mm-hmm. But when you got straight five stars and mm-hmm. I, I just went through the reviews, just not really reading, but just seeing legitimately five stars. 100 percent mm-hmm. i said ain't no way right ain't no right, way right. she 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 did this mm-hmm. so i started reading and before i got finished with page the first chapter everybody who number i got in, in my text thread <laughs> i was texting them you better read this book bitch or we're not friends <laughs> and so Naima, no, when I say stop everything and read mm-hmm. this book, mm-hmm. I mean it. Yeah, and so yeah. Naima read it and Captivated by Danger is a series about the Danger Brothers. Right. And the first book is called Tempted by Danger. Yeah, that's by the other brother. And that brother name is uh, Damon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a workplace romance. But mm-hmm. then we get what I love so much about this book was that the heroine was a size 22. Yes. And I have been fat all my life, except mm-hmm. for when I was little. And I <laughs> uh, only recently lost weight because I had to. But mm-hmm. she, I have been a size 22. Yeah. yeah. And I've had a man pick me up being a size 22. Yeah, same. And <laughs> love on me being a size 22 and 24 and 26. I've been that big. So Mm -hmm. when I saw that she was um, a size 22 and she had, she was the, the beauty of this story is the woman was already coming out of her depression when she met him and she had made a decision to make some life changes for herself. Right. And the second that she stepped out of um, and changed her mindset and Mm -hmm. was getting the help that she needed. Mm -hmm. She met the love of her life, which is Diesel Danger, who was she, resistant. <laughs> well, was but at first, resistant. but he wanted he was resistant to a long-term relationship, but he was immediately attracted to her. Right. And he wanted her in his life for a very particular uh, mm-hmm. amount of time, yes. contractual amount of time, which she mm-hmm. agreed to. And she, I love the fact that she had been a kindergarten teacher and a, uh, I had been a kindergarten teacher. I love to see myself in books. And he just had so much swagger. And yeah. I was just like, and could put it down. I like, he's still <laughs> taking up space in my brain, girl. He is just, he he is my favorite hero right now. I love my- the fact that he like, had her exercising and dressing and all this stuff not because he wanted to change her or wanted to make her lose weight he just right. wanted her to feel good like just feel good about herself and feel good in the skin that she was in 
and you know the exercise was for another you know for stamina really but it wasn't really about yeah. the weight you know what i'm saying it was about her you know being able to keep up with him in general and just getting her heart her heart rate up basically <laughs> and, and there is nothing i mean into your cart she hit all the spots she, she um she just really knocked knocked that book you know knocked it out the park with that book Mm-hmm. And then, like I'm looking at it now, now I got 872 five stars. Wow. <laughs> it deserves wow. every, it deserves every, every one of them. And like I contacted her, I've been stalking her. Mm. She is um being very nice to me right now. But <laughs> I, she might get a restraint at all. <laughs> but I love her to bits. And um and yeah, uh Grayson. And mm-hmm. so that's the that's the um, the the character, mm-hmm. and I think she just you know this is what I was saying. I when I finish books, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to go lay down for like two days after I finish writing, right? Because I know in my heart I left it all on the field. Mm-hmm. Andy, you call it left it all on the field in this book, yeah. Yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think she, right now she. Um, She's right up there with the greats for me. She mm-hmm. is uh, right up there with uh, Christina Jones and mm-hmm. Alex House, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, yeah. who are like um, the top people that um, that like nobody told me about their books either. And I just mm-hmm. kind of fell into them. Mm-hmm. And I just love when that happens, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love when you find somebody that's just 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 browse it and off the fly and you just like oh okay that's what's up I, I you know I see I like them I like I like I like their vibe I like I like how they mm-hmm. write you know what I'm saying I love when you discover people like that you know you hope I know for me as a new writer I hope that somebody you know discovers me in that that kind of way yeah and, you know so when people come up well, I'm excited for your book okay. uh, you know the little snippets <laughs> and everything yeah, you have to come to the KGB, you know, and then, you I know, will. I don't let everybody come to the KGB. <laughs> I will, I will. I will oh, time. You got to pass the test. I got to love the book. So Okay, well, but, uh, okay, if the book bad, then don't, don't invite me. I won't be offended. <laughs> I won't be offended. Trust me, I won't be offended. <laughs> they be like, can I come? I'm going to be like, no, boy, you can't. You can't. <laughs> I got a reputation to uphold yeah 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 and, and then, i'm petty and i'm a ter- you, i'm not a terrible liar but i make a point and not not lying about books because people mm-hmm. will you know you lose credibility so mm-hmm. but so thank far you. what i've been seeing from you has been fantastic so i'm really thank excited thank you and congratulations on that too thank you thank you so much so what drew you to like i know you, you joined tiktok a little late but what drew you to tiktok and and you know engaging with readers and stuff on tiktok what kind of drew you to that you know it's just so fun Mm -hmm. and you know the only thing i'm interested in is um finding good books to read Mm -hmm. engaging with readers um within that with as much as they will allow Mm -hmm. because i feel like tiktok is still so much a reader's place right um and really like be um on top of the conversation Mm -hmm. I was in TikTok but I wasn't I was just um I guess you could say lurking right and just trying to uh just being amused by it Mm -hmm. 
but I really started putting videos up because TikTok is um, um, the number one vehicle if you want to sell books. And you will see, yeah, if you want to see a market change in, you know, people have said they had books that we consider dead, not Mm -hmm. selling on Mm -hmm. Amazon. Mm -hmm. And they have revived some of their books and some of their careers based on, um, you know, something going viral. Yeah, I I mean, um, yeah, Ruby Dixon and these Colleen Hoovers and all these other people that are gone, you know, viral. I just want us as in black folks people of color BIPOC folks to do have the same level yeah. of you know going viral that the other books have yeah yeah and I think if with the right partnerships and the right type of um um collaborations and stuff that can happen but yeah. I just want people to discover my you know uh I'm really good friends with Sierra Simone yeah and she yeah. always said whatever you do to get more books in people's hands more mm-hmm. of your books in people's hands yeah that do it and mm-hmm. so um I just think it's a fabulous um uh, like some certain things you're not aware of until you see them on um TikTok that might be problematic. Like you led that discussion about uh reverse harem. And yeah. you did such a fabulous um, you know, dissertation or breakdown of why <laughs> it is problematic. Yeah. And I think people like you doing things like that, mm-hmm. it really opens up the um discourse and TikTok is a place where every voice can be heard. Yeah. yeah. And I really um I appreciate it in a lot of ways. And it is so addictive. I have to put myself on the TikTok back. My ass will be on there all day. My kids are like, what are you doing? I'm like, "Uh, (laughs) and then I'll be making videos. And I have like a hundred videos and drafts that I don't (laughs) because something's not right. Like my face or the lighting or something, whatever. But TikTok don't like my face. It's very prejudiced. (laughs) I, I will not... I see some black people winning on TikTok, but I'm just like, you can be like the most plain Jane, whatever. And you know, I'm petty and caught up on looks. So (laughs) I feel like my level of beauty should be more appreciated by the algorithm, but it don't like my black ass at all. (laughs) I put a video up there, some Tati, I have had to take them down because I be having like 34 views. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah 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 i think i think yeah some some i don't know what it is some some things hit and some things don't like i have some videos that hit just some just don't so listen if it's a page flip or look i put a video i just did a test i did a test of my face where i was looking really cute then i did a a a thing where i was just paying in my bed the mm-hmm. one pan in the bed got like fifteen hundred views in a day. <laughs> oh Lord, that's so weird. Like, <laughs> and as vain as I am, my husband said, "I know you heard. I sound so hurt." <laughs> <laughs> Too funny. Oh man, and he was. He just like just pat me on head. He just like, "Oh, purple boo. I'm so sorry. Your, your little vain ass. You know what I'm saying?" But yes. Uh, so what so what's a 
what's a book that you've like discovered by being on TikTok? Like a book you was like, oh, I ain't never heard of this. And then you start reading, you was like, oh, okay. Let me see that was a winner. Because, honey, sometimes not a winner, yeah. Uh, uh-uh. because I okay, <laughs> Black Pearl by Tiffany Patterson. Oh, Tiffany's awesome, yeah. And I've read other of her books, and uh-huh. uh, the most re- I, I took it off because I finished reading it. That most recent, uh, Shane Rose, mm-hmm. she's a black author, she writes interracial. <clears throat> her most recent book, which is I forgot the name of it. And um, let me pull it up right quick. Shane Rose. It, uh, but I kind of, you know, that's kind of um, Fractured Freedom. Fractured Freedom, okay. Yes. And, but the thing about, you know, I love Shane Rose, but just a caveat to that is um, her characters are racially ambiguous. Mm-hmm. So, but if you want blackity black people, <laughs> then and that's something that that you that you value then um you know take that just take that information with you on that right um I don't um because I've learned with TikTok you can't really be trusting people a lot because (laughs) some of this stuff now the other day our friend suggested the uh Gray Huffington Mm -hmm. book 37 uh let me gray huffington who is actually mercy b mm-hmm. and um what's the name of this book um 637 mm-hmm. and she put a thing on there about a finger bang in the hallway and i read that immediately <laughs> And that was good. Now that was a great Rick. Um, um, who else? That was Shades and Pages who suggested that. Yes, yes, time. And yes. then, um, and what's the? the <laughs> I was going to say crazy chick. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> first of all let's let me let me just say tori on tiktok is a menace and she problematic with these wrecks because (laughs) she will have you up here with your kinder overloaded with stuff and it ain't right so i just don't have time to read all this stuff uh she suggested shot clock and um aj davidson that was you know they this is the thing a lot of the black readers and writers uh they suggest a lot of short books novella yeah 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 and i'm a big book reader i like big books and i can't and then just <laughs> why i bad guy is gonna be a hundred thousand words Ooh, <laughs> Jesus. Ooh, it's yeah. a big it's, look be ready <laughs> because it's a lot of a lot of sex sexy times in that book i'm just gonna let y'all know it's gonna be worth the read it's gonna take y'all on a ride but um uh, and then i just saw need you by me which i had already read by india carter that's that, yeah. that was the tiktok read yeah but yeah so and i i read a lot of interracial romance too so anything by theodora taylor yeah uh, who is my favorite 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 of yeah. every like 
India and Theodore are fighting that out in my brain right now. Mm -hmm. But it's different because India write black romance and Theodore write multicultural slash interracial. Right. So I'm I'm all for them. So yeah. But uh Christina Jones suggested her own book, Wonder, which is I'm listening, girl, it's so good. It's post-apocalyptic. And she was like, that's the closest thing she got to a dark romance. Mm. And I don't know who she got doing the the, the man voice, but it's fantastic mm. um, on the audio. Okay. <clears throat> but, you know, I have a whole lot of mix of, and then I'm reading Rebel Carter right now, and she writes um, interracial, and, uh, and her book is Bitter Design. Because, you know, sometimes author will, authors will just put these fantastic little vi- videos and vignettes on there. Right. And um, and that will inspire me to get their book and try it out too a lot of times too because I follow a lot of authors too mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you know because we be on there trying to get people to you know Bible. have some interest in our books <laughs> yeah 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 I find that uh, I mean I've tried I'm I'm not a person that's naturally gregarious or whatever so it's it's hard for me to like I found that social media has made me come out of my shell because I, I I would much rather just hide behind the screen and just write and just, you know, you just read my words, but social media mm-hmm. and the podcast has forced me to come out of my shell. So I think TikTok and Instagram and all this has forced a lot of writers to kind of come out their shells and really like engage with the people who, they want to know who's behind writing these books all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I definitely um, like- Yeah, because it's like, it's only like five introverts in the in the writing world. <laughs> I'm one of them. It's not that many people who are, uh, I mean, extroverts. It's not right. that many extroverts in the writing world. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, like, even sometimes I think that, um, uh, you know, we are we are out here in, in a sea by ourselves, and when we see mm-hmm. each other, it's really fantastic. But right. I don't think anybody who I'm really close to is just like a natural extrovert. Mm-hmm. Um, like 100%. I'm really, it's, I really have to dig through my brain to find another one mm-hmm. who is like outgoing and love to talk and stuff like I do. But, mm-hmm. you know, because not even Naima, she talked to me, but she don't talk to, you know, like <laughs> uh, people. strangers. <laughs> you know. Like, ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are so cute, though. I find in- introverts very interesting, though. <laughs> we we write we write the dirtiest. Introverts write the dirtiest, I think. Girl, that's what I. Feel. Well, I don't know. Not as dirty. <laughs> like I know I feel. I know. Listen, it's a lot of writers who are introverts, so that is true. Y'all probably do write dirty, mm-hmm. but I know my little filthy heart is when you read this book. I'm going to send you an arc when it's done. Thank you. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Listen, the other day I, w- I finished the scene and I was just like, Lord, I need a cigarette. I don't even smoke after <laughs> this. <laughs> oh, we know it's going to be hot then. Good grief. <laughs> Auntie, it is so hot. <laughs> Hot, hot. Ooh, you need it's, I sent it, you know, I sent the excerpt to 
because I was going to put it on Teaser Tuesday in my group on Facebook. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm going to get permanently banned if I put this on there. So okay. I just sent it to people individually. Oh, and they was like, oh, my God, Kenya. <laughs> Oh God, that might have been, been just newsletter worthy. Just put that in the newsletter. I am going to put it in the Friday news. Just a snippet. Because, <laughs> listen, you got to say, this is writer advice one-on-one. You say the money shot for the book. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly, exactly. So what other book recs do we have that you think the that the book talk girlies would really enjoy? Like your top three. Are you giving us a whole lot, but... Okay. Okay. So my top three, of course, I would say, let me, um, first captivated by danger, tempted by danger. Uh Then I would say wonder, which is what I'm reading right now. Christina C. Jones. Okay. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Um, all of those are black romance Mm -hmm. and, uh, Miss Bell's new book. Mm -hmm. And, and that's not, that's not an indie book. And I, I, and really, to be honest, I have once I went indie, I really don't read a lot of um, <clears throat> um, contemporary, I mean, uh, trad books anymore. Right. Because they're so boring. Um, <laughs> and I'm not saying that, and I'm not the only person who said that, right? Right. Um, so that's just, the name of that book is Rebel, Women Rebel. Who Dare. Yeah, by, yeah. I think that's the one. Yeah. No, no, no. To Catch a Raven. To Catch a Raven. It's part of her Women Who Dare series. Yeah. Yeah. That's book two. So it is uh, To Catch a Raven. I'm still thinking about the last one with uh, Fine. What's his name on there? <laughs> um, but um, that that's 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 three. Yeah. Then I would have to say uh, Naima's book Heated mm. is really fantastic. Mm. And it's kind of like a slow burn. But okay, now let that's heated, it's already out. But the book is coming out, is that really will knock your socks off. It's the, the sequel to it called Ravaged. And I have Ooh. an arc of that book. Okay. Oh my god. And when is that coming out? That comes out in November. But remember, November, okay. because it was so good. That was like, I was like, I really liked heated, I loved Ravage. And that's because the girl is a writer. And she's mm-hmm. like a comic book artist on the side, mm-hmm. on, uh, on the down low. Her family doesn't know it. Mm-hmm. And she's just uh, just so good. Mm-hmm. And then if you want um, some fantasy, I would say any of the Kimberly Lemming books. She's fantastic. Um, yeah. yeah, she is. And she's just a wonderful, happy-go-lucky person. And, oh, my God, Elizabeth Stevens. Yeah, she's writing black girls in space, getting yes. their back blowed out by, by aliens, aliens. Yes. with horns and shit. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I discovered her, it mm. changed my life, and mm. I was like, and then uh, it's another author, uh, Leisha McCoy. Have you read her? By, she, no, writes, she writes sci fi too, and she got um, this book, I got it on my Kindle um the uh dragon fire series mm. and she is phenomenal uh mm. kiss by kiss by dragon fire mm. and it's a pa- paranormal romance uh and she lives in great Br- britain okay but she is really fantastic and her heroines are all black too mm-hmm. 
so because I do, you know, I try to, you know, I'll be sneaking over into the paranormal world, but don't act like y'all don't know it's me next year when y'all see this book with black heroines being being um getting their back broke out with uh with my alien people, which I'm not gonna tell y'all what they are because I don't want y'all to know it's me. We we're gonna be ready. So so we got so we got the aliens coming, we got the bad guy coming. Yes. Uh, what else what else do we have coming from you in the next okay day? so right now because of the response that i've been getting from bad guy and i would tell black writers right now to dip your toe into dark romance mm-hmm. because bad guy already ain't even out is out selling all the books so far wow that i've already wow. written and i think and uh lotus flower bomb was a bestseller Mm-hmm. and California Love was mm-hmm. a bestseller uh, like with the little banner got mm-hmm. the banner bestsellers mm-hmm. Lotus Flower Bomb to this day is my number one bestselling book right. and that's the that's the um, that's my money maker but I will say the, the minute I started saying that I was writing a dark romance and I put that blurb in that picture up it's been it's been knocking everything off the charts. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if if you if if you can, and I look at writing dark romance. Let me just say this: how Elizabeth Stevens writes sci-fi, right? And she always put in the sci-fi that the women are not being raped and mm-hmm. they're not being mistreated. Mm-hmm and dogged out kidnapped mm-hmm. and like i might have some light kidnapping <laughs> light kidnapping some light coercion light coercion. but it is never going to be a consent issue ever in my books and i right. think you can do you know i don't want to call people lazy being creative is finding ways to push boundaries without doing the easy thing I think, yeah, yeah, that reminds me, like, when we're talking about books that kind of, we got kind of drawn on, on TikTok and, and, and dark romance, people were talking about Chincia Higgins' illicit, illicit affair, right? Because I kept saying, what is this book? What is this book? I know Chincia. I know it from her other stuff. But I didn't know this book. So when people were talking about that and I read that and I was like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> okay. I didn't read that book. It's called Illicit What? Oh. Oh my God. If you think, oh my God, if you think, if you like Diesel Danger, I don't know what you're going to do with Damon the Demon. That's all I got to say. I just, I just, she put her, oh man, she put her foot in it. But, but, so is it illicit as in, it's not like a cheating book, is it? No, there's no cheating. I will say it's a very sketchy consent. But, okay. but, when you read the story it all makes sense it makes complete sense um you okay, have to go, no, a, go, go look on my tiktok and look at my reviews for it trust me okay trust me. Well, i'm gonna get it tonight I, i'm gonna take your word for it because <laughs> this is my word thing. for it i can read anything the only thing is if i don't like it i never talk about it again that's <laughs> my thing i don't go you know i'm not the one to um especially no black author like mm-hmm. if they if they do some racist stuff i say some about some racist people mm-hmm. but if and especially if they ableist 
Mm-hmm. Because I, my, you know, I two, um, my, I keep saying two sons, two of my sons. Like I got five sons, I only got the two. Both <laughs> of my boys are on the spectrum, right? So I don't play around with um, people being disrespectful to people who have disabilities and stuff right. and uh, challenges. Right. So, but I will read anything except for you know incest or child abusers. You know, none of that crazy stuff. <laughs> Where they out there, you know, with they that with you know, I ain't gonna talk about credence or any of those other books, but you know that ain't my that ain't my ministry. I'm not, and also it's not in my in ministry to um, denigrate black authors or any authors really. Right. But right. Um, I, it's plenty of readers gonna do that, you know. Right. But consent will never be an issue in my books mm. because even if <laughs> she don't think she won't by the time he hit it she <laughs> look you got to be persuasive we ain't gonna say he ain't gonna be like persuading right 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 he gonna right. persuade I, anybody can persuade us you know my husband be trying to persuade i still be saying no <laughs> I'd be like you better go to bed i'm tired that's true and that's in no rules today you know but i ain't gonna wait till he get in there and say no nah, that ain't fair <laughs> Oh Lord! <laughs> you wait till he get in now. Hmm. Oh Lord! <laughs> he should stop. Whatever. He should stop. Stop, guys. If you in there. <laughs> oh Lord! Stop! Stop! Okay. Oh, <laughs> See, that's they go. My ass will get canceled. <laughs> It's okay. It's my it's my oh, podcast. Whatever I say goes. So <laughs> everybody know how I am. I'm just like I'm just so inappropriate. I'm I'm not. I'm a uh, bad feminist. Like, <laughs> I'm very gay. I am really a. I'm a bad feminist. I think everybody's a little bit of a bad feminist, and that's okay. <laughs> and that is that is quite all right. So, 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 I love okay. talking to you. You're so funny. I know. I know. So tell tell the people where they can find you on social media and and all that good stuff and where they can get all of your books. All of my books are in Amazon under Kenya Gory Bell. And um I'm everywhere. TikTok, um, Facebook, IG, Twitter sometimes because it's so toxic. Um as Kenya Gory Bell. So, but yeah. And Bad Guy will be out hopefully in October. Okay. The end of October. Okay. Okay. And I'll be I'll be looking forward to that arc so I can I can read it. Yes, honey. <laughs> it's either gonna be fantastic or my career will be over. <laughs> it's not gonna be over. It's not gonna be over because you know what? It's all gonna it's always gonna be one thing about it, and this is what I tell you about when you write a book somebody gonna like it somebody's gonna like it exactly yeah if they like it it's all it's a lot of problematic books out there but my book has two consenting adults and that is the the point mm-hmm. so how they got there how they get to their hea is gonna be a little bit of a challenge <laughs> a challenge you know but they got they're gonna find their way i have an excellent editor <laughs> 
Well, Kia, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast, giving us your wrecks, having us cracking up and laughing. But it's been so enjoyable. So thank you so, so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And please, um, you know, send me an arc when you get your your uh, your book. I will. And have me back anytime because I could talk <laughs> um, all day about books. So. I will. I certainly And I love talking to you. You're fabulous. Thank you. Know. you. I want to thank my guest authors Misha Gladney, G.L. Tomas, and Kenya Gory Bell. For more information on the podcast, visit our Instagram at Romance in Color, and that's color with a U, or visit our Twitter, which is Romance, the letter N, and color with a U. All of our authors' information will be available on our post on Spotify. And uh, tune in next week where we'll have a bevy of other amazing authors for you all to discover and enjoy. Take care. God bless. See you later. Bye.